Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. I'm Viz Paul, I'm here in the UK and it's wet. Uh, that's your weather report. And I'm joined in a very dry <laughs> desert in Arizona, it's Mrs. Felicia Jones. There ain't no wetness over here. So um, now I will say it's a little interesting because we are back at this state park called uh, Picacho's Peak State Park for any of you who are doing a follow along. We should actually create a follow along map. Uh, uh, it is green here and I've never seen this place green uh, because there has been rain. So this is fascinating. It looks like a green carpet throughout the desert. Ooh. So it's fascinating. It ain't gonna last long, but it's fascinating. Okay. I am seeing on the news things that are happening over there, like lakes in places where there used to be a lake like thousands of years ago, and now the lake is back. Yeah, see, that, that was the thing. I th That's gonna be in Death Valley. And that was one of the places we were trying to figure out if we can get you there while you're visiting, but we're going as soon as you leave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we camped there oh gosh right when we were dating at christmas so there hasn't been water there so we think the water will still be there when we get there so it'll be kind of cool to see that so, will be cool i'm excited for, for anyone that's like not caught up on this uh felicia and i are actually going to meet in person for the first yeah. time in four years <laughs> oh my gosh it's <laughs> Very been soon. four years jeez it goes fast doesn't it uh-huh Gosh, how old was I then? I was about 30. 35. <laughs> can I just tell you? Yeah, can I just tell you something? This is like a, a this is something that happened to me yesterday. So yesterday I was uh, training some students, some university mm -hmm. students, and for the first time I was training them on something that was older than them. Oh, the I was telephone? training them on social social media. Oh. And these kids were born like in 2005, 2006. These kids were like younger than Facebook. Wow. Mm. Wow. I, I always like seeing those videos where somebody brings out like a, a, a landline phone and try to get the kids to use them. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And like they were like, what's this noise? Like it's a dial tone. And, and <laughs> you know, it's, it's hilarious. But I guess that's just how technology is. But wow, that is... Well, my, one of my children, one of my children, um, when he gives his telephone number, he gives the full number, including country code, right? And I say to him, you don't need, you don't need to give the full country code to your friends. We're in the same country. But as far as he's mm -hmm. concerned, the number just says plus four, four, and then mm -hmm. his number. You know, that's one of those things. So the the numbers here in the United States, growing up, it was always a 10-digit number. So like my grandmother's number is 923-6611. Uh, I don't know who has that number, so you can call her. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was Someone's about to give number. you my parents' phone number, but it was like, don't somebody do actually that. may call don't my parents. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So all I knew is 923-6611 growing up, and you never had to do the state area code, which was 205 for Alabama. But when I moved, when I went off to college in Atlanta, Atlanta was one of the few cities that had started um, the 13-digit dialing. So I had to start learning to do 770, um, you know, whatever the 10-digit when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, because they started giving different parts of the city, different area codes. And now it's just so common that I need, you know, you just say, you know, uh, 205, 923, 6611. 
And it's so weird when we go through small towns and you see a 10 digit number on a sign and I'm just like, what's the area code? I don't know how to (laughs) dial the number. And so you have to go look up, okay, where are we? What county are we in? The area code. So it's, um, I get it. I mean, but you know, if you're, if your kid becomes more international, it doesn't hurt to throw that plus four, four. Cause now sure. I've started meeting people. I had to do that plus one <laughs> in front of the thing. Yeah. So you never know. It's weird. Especially if they're going to be know. doing like WhatsApp with people, you have to know all those things too. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's have a look at what's going on in the world. Um, war. War, yeah. You know, usual war, play, pestilence, stuff like that. Somebody got shot. Um, yeah, let's so let's talk about um Navalny, Alexei Navalny, who is like the Ooh. lead opposition figure in Russia and has been for many years, was incarcerated, yeah. um, put in prison in Siberia. They always get sent to Siberia. Um and has been killed, basically. Allegedly, as they say. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just he's he's dead. That's that's the official word. He's dead. But we're not yes. gonna let you see his body for fourteen days. Mm, and apparently that's because the whatever agent was used um, will have naturally sort of dissipated in the body and be untraceable after 14 days. That's, now, the, that, that's the theory. This is interesting. I, we watched his documentary um, during the pandemic. So I don't know if it was 2020, end of 2020, when we watched his documentary about what was gone. And I think at the end of it, he had gotten arrested and he wasn't looking very good. And it was just like, oh, this guy's going to die. So one, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did from the, mm. that time period from that thing, because it wasn't, he, you could tell it, 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 life was not going well wherever he was. And then the other question I have is why now? Like what, what is, why would Russia want to get rid of him now? Is it because uh, election is coming up and people are remembering um, and if they did, they're not really helping anything because now they have been arresting people who have been mourning him. Uh, his wife tried to start a Twitter account or X account and got, uh, it got shut down because it broke some of their rules. And as we know, there ain't no rules over on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's all about free speech and whatever, uh, Elon wants to talk about. And then his mom Uh, They won't release the body to his mom. So this is, it's just fascinating all around what, like, what is going on over there and why is this happening? I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, they're having, you're right. They're having elections coming up. I mean, elections with a small E, uh, as someone said the other day. (laughs) Elections with a small E. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great t-shirt. You should get that. And. but I heard a commentator say on the radio the other day here, um, you know, in terms of like, why now? Why do it? And the answer was because he can. And that's that's the only reason he's doing it because he can. And it sends a message to people. I can do this whenever I want. And there was another assassination this week in Spain, actually, with a Ukrainian soldier that defected from from Russia I just was read that this shot in Spain. You know, it's like people being thrown out of balconies and windows and stuff that's going on. I mean, it's a, all a big signal from Russia that it doesn't matter where you are. 
we will come we and can get you. get you and do what we want and that's, that's quite scary. frightening really that that i mean it's very cold warish i suppose but that's why ah, this is probably that's a book, cold there. war i would assume i would have to go back and read about what I was oh, there, yeah there were assassinations kid. all the time we just you know forgotten about it i think it's like a lot of the cold war stuff i think we've forgotten about and of course anyone under wow. the age of 40 probably doesn't even know anything about the cold war or, or remember anything about the cold war but there was stuff going on all the time there and that was quite similar but this feels scary because it's so it's so blatant and so in our face and the question i have really is with things like the x situation where x stop her account even though there's free speech it's quite clear that um Oh, we didn't talk about Russian nukes either. Or did we last time? I can't remember. But like these no. Russian space nukes where apparently Russia's going to like launch a nukes in space to take out satellites. I mean, that's quite that's quite interesting. That caused a kerfuffle. But all this <sighs> kind of like talk and people being banned like uh, Navalny's wife and stuff and Elon like really of quite clearly being a pattern. Um, a fan of Putin and Trump saying, you know, just go and invade Europe if you want to. I'm going to let them. It just makes yeah. me ask, like, who who wants Putin to win? Like, it feels like some people are quite happy to let him win and do his thing. There are a lot of people who don't think he's wrong. That's the. There are a lot of people in a lot of high, powerful pseudo leadership positions because i don't know what leadership is he says that don't think he's doing anything wrong mm. and i don't know what you do with that i did hear somebody talk about um trump's language that was sort of it was similar to that conversation really about how basically the, through through trump uh saying stuff about how um, the the courts are wrong and you can't trust the courts and they need to throw out my case, but they won't. It basically is saying the only, he's saying the only option is violence. That's the only thing left is violence. And that's, I mean, surely if he doesn't get elected, that is what is going to happen. I don't know what to think about him. I mean, at this point, he has two lawsuits that was set, settled against him in the hundreds of millions of dollars um he his little people are saying that the republican national congress or group should pay for his stuff and they have started using gofundmes other rich people are using gofundmes to help pay his hundreds of millions of dollars in bad behavior and yeah, a lot of these people are on the verge of being violent because I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I part of me feels like, you know, when you let a cult leader in, this is what you get. Mm. You shouldn't have brought a cult leader to the political party, and now you got to deal with this crazy. A lot of um, old school Republicans are tapping out. They said we, you know, we were all in it for the win, but now it's like, ooh, we ain't part of this, so they're all tapping out, and now you have his little his little homies that worship him and they're not um i don't know they're not doing good things <laughs> can i can i get a quick prediction from you right mm -hmm. um michelle obama is yep. she going to be parachuted in or not 
for, to run for president? <laughs> yeah, instead of Biden. No, if you were to read any of her books, I think the world of politics, she is done with it. I don't think she it soured her. Um I yeah, I don't think so. Plus yeah, I that that wouldn't be a no. That would be a hard no. Your best candidate going up against him would be a Gavin Newsom. He is the governor of California. Um, and then Kamala Harris. I mean, only because she's vice president. But to be honest, uh, this country is not ready for a woman. And it sure as hell ain't ready for a black woman. Because I can even hear yeah. it now with liberal friends. They they were like, oh, she hasn't been doing a good job. I was like, when has anybody ever cared about what a vice president has done until she stepped into that role? So, um, and I even, you know, had some friends, they were like, well, I don't know if she could do a, a, a good job as president. I was like, what, start a war? <laughs> Oppress people? Shoot people at the border? You know, yeah. go and bomb somebody? Like, what What worse could she do <laughs> that we yeah, already exactly. haven't done? Put people in slavery? Like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's 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 talk about more lighter subjects. Um, Harry Styles' hairline. <laughs> that we is a talk, switch. We need to talk about that. <laughs> that is a switch, right, from war and politics. Harry Styles' hairline. So Harry Styles appeared um, at a football game, a soccer game, here. Okay. Uh, sporting a new hairstyle, and so everyone's like, "His new hair! His hair is back!" Because he went and shaved all his hair and then disappeared, and now he's back. And the suggestion is that he has had a hair transplant. There's been lots of content about the before and after. Let's look at him at his last world tour. Uh, and now let's look at him. And my God, that man is handsome. <laughs> okay, let me, okay, let me. So he, he has a buzz cut now or he had one a he while ago? One. He had one a while ago. Now, so when his tour finished, mm-hmm. he, looks he good shaved his head. Cut. Yeah, he shaved his head. Now, of course, if you go and have a hair transplant, they shave your head. They shave your head so they can then like pick out the follicles from the back and put them in the front. But you have to have your head, you have to have your head shaved. So I think what was clever was that he did it first and go, right, oh, it's just a new hairstyle. So the, you know, like if he was found or caught or suddenly like the paparazzi were like, there he is. Um, It doesn't look anything untoward because we knew about it already. I think it's very clever. I guess I don't, I guess I don't know. I haven't paid attention to his hairline. I'm looking at photos now. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on with his hairline, but I would assume his hair just grew back from November. That's not possible. No men's hairlines, men's receding hairlines do do, do not grow back. I mean, this, this here that you can see, if you watch the YouTube show, this is like, this is this is real receding hairline now. Like I never. I mean, I can see that's what was going on. I mean, if he, I mean, you know, he has the money, and I'm pretty sure, Paul, if you were making his money, you would have things happen to your hair too. Oh, I try and do things even though I haven't got the money. <laughs> you know, there's there's a I reason. Wh- there's a reason why I have like clients in certain areas, like <laughs> skincare and. <laughs> I'm going for some lymphatic drainage in a few weeks once I get back from America. I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? I I mean, he looks good. So if it that does. Was, works for him, and I'm pretty sure 
he does a whole lot of things to make himself pretty so why not get your hair going yeah. and i mean why not do it now instead of like when you're uh older where it's Very like true. really apparent now the only thing i don't like as he gets older i hope he doesn't do this where you have the older men say like john travolta you could tell he's had work but they have the extra dark beard or goatee oh yeah with the extra dark hair like please yeah. harry do not do that because you know he listens to our podcast what? It, yeah do you know that you're absolutely right there is something about showbiz yeah that makes men dye their hair and it doesn't look right after a certain age it just it just looks it's like awful and embarrassing somebody should have some type of dye mix that works yes so that yes. you could tell i've gotten older but yeah when you go like extra brown extra black then it's like Okay, that doesn't yeah. look good. I mean, I mean, who's John Travolta has done it? Um, Nicholas Cage is victimized himself with this, and um, Billy Ray Cyrus. It's just like, guys, stop! Oh, um, uh, Stephen Tyler, he does it as well, and it's like, it it doesn't look good after a while. Like, no. go with a few, at least put a throw in a gray or two, so we don't think yes. it's weird. Looking. Start like, but you see, the thing is, you. You can't. So Tom Jones did that, and then out of nowhere, suddenly he was like white. Like there comes a point where they go, "I'm just, it's just not believable anymore." So they yeah. have to go and disappear, grow it out, and then come back. But what I've noticed some people do, which is quite clever, is to start to like in introduce grey. Like, but suddenly they go really quickly grey, like mm -hmm. because they're trying to disguise the fact that they uh, uh, were already grey. But um, yes, and I agree with you. If if you've got the money do the work yeah, and he's got work. the he's got the money uh, which is uh, which brings us on nicely to how expensive it is uh, you were telling me that it's expensive <laughs> to, to date in LA yeah <laughs> that's a that's a that's a nice segue from hair transplants into dating i'm trying my best <laughs> <laughs> well last week um, so everyone we did not record a show because i think paul was off jaunting doing something and <laughs> I had to take a last minute trip with my husband to LA for work and great hotel, the hotel, um, uh, Marina Del Rey hotel, beautiful on the water, Marina, everything. And we went down to the little lounge, uh, to go eat just to have a snack before we went out for dinner. Um, and it was just so expensive. Now, one, I already know hotel food is already expensive. But when I saw a $16 acai bowl, I don't think, is that acai bowls are a thing over there? Okay. Yeah, $16 yeah. for an acai bowl, $30 for a wedge salad. It's like, come on, a piece of lettuce, come on. And then $25 for pancakes. No sides, no meals. And I was like, this is expensive. And I was like, I get why people don't date right now. It's too expensive. Even if you were splitting the check, I, cause I was telling Dustin, I said, I'm just thinking about when I was in San Diego and had my job, like I couldn't even split a check going out twice a month if these are the prices. And, you know, we, I, so I just started going through like how much we spend when we go out and at nice restaurants, I mean, it's easily $200 at a nice, you know, fancy restaurant, 200 nice restaurant. We're a good one twenty five, two mm. two two entrees um two drinks and maybe a dessert or an appetizer depending on that um fast casual we are at about 
oh gosh, about $40. And in fast food, we're at 30. And, Mm. and I'm just thinking teenagers, I don't know how teenagers can afford when fast food is $30 for, for two people. Uh, And then for those who are dating, I just don't get it because now you have women who only want to date for the free meal. That's always been that way. But I can also see why guys are mad now because it's like, it's too expensive. (laughs) Like, no, ain't nobody eating. <laughs> yeah. So God, I don't know what you do. I, I don't know what well, you do with, in the dating world right now. You, well, I mean, I guess you go hiking. You know, you do those activities that you've spoken about in previous episodes. Go hiking, go for a walk, you know, don't, don't feed them. That, though. I I've sat and watched people and I was like, why, do you, why don't you guys go outdoors? Go do... And, that doesn't seem to be the flex because if you don't do the fancy thing, then this guy doesn't really care about you. And then uh, other women don't do outdoor stuff. And then you have the folks like he may try to kill me because, <laughs> you know, maybe that's the thing here in the United States. Um, you know, if we, if we go off to a remote area on a dirt hiking trail and can't see anyone. So I don't know what's going on. And I think you have, gone to the movies more most more recently than i have but even yeah. the movie theater is expensive as well so i don't know what you do i mean it it depends for me it depends on which movie theater right so there's there's one in the in downtown the city center here that is like 15 pounds a seat like just a ticket to to, to get it's in so pricey that's still pricey. And then if you're going yeah. on a date, you wouldn't want to be a stinge back and like take your own popcorn and drinks <laughs> and stuff like that and sneak them in. You'd have to do all of that. So that gets expensive. Yeah. But there's another cinema that is like five pounds um, per seat all the time. So then I'd be thinking, so do you know, do I look like a complete Scrooge if I take them to that uh, cinema see? versus the fancy one? You know, do, do I need to kind of show exactly what I think of this person? Um, by choosing the expensive one and going in the director's lounge where it's like sofas and you get drinks served to you and all that kind of stuff. Do they do beer in the cinema where you are? Can you get they, like drinks? They have started doing Cynodyne, so you can get alcohol. So, but you pay okay. more money for the ticket, but you get like a a reclining sofa. You can yeah. press a button and order food and things like that. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, mm. I, I'm just thinking like. As a teenager, how do teenagers date now? Or do they? And then as someone who's older, how do you date when, like, do you have to make this, like, you know, $1,000 a month budget so that you can go out on dates with people? No. (laughs) No, you would be very clear, I think, on what your budget is. That would be the fiscally responsible thing to do. Say, this is my budget. This is where we're going. Are you interested this is this is in fact these days I think you might as well just put it all on your hinge profile and just say you know in my case I can see you Sundays or Wednesdays or every other Monday uh, in the <laughs> evening that's that's if that doesn't work for you then you know don't worry about it don't swipe right um I th- just thinking now it's worth expanding in your profile and saying you know I'm going to the view cinema if we go there um we're having like nachos and that's it um we're not having popcorn yeah yeah i'm bringing my own popcorn um we can go to these types of restaurants and and my budget you know we can go out twice a month 
And it might not sound very sexy or romantic, but I just think it's maybe better to know where you are. That's not very romantic. So maybe this is why you just don't date anymore. (laughs) It sounds like a complete pain in the ass, to be honest. I mean, it does. It does. So the... So it was it was funny. So I was writing up on my my blog about visiting LA and I understand why people don't date anymore. So on my iPad pops up a little news article on the like Apple news feed of why polyamory is so popular now. And I was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so that is the hot new thing. And I, I'm just curious, have you encountered this over in the UK? Well, so I've seen I've seen stuff on social media where people are talking about their thruples, yeah, um, that that they're in and that how how much they all love it and all this kind of stuff. That's as far as I've gone down that rabbit hole. But the thing that stands out to me is I never quite believe them. Like I always think, yeah, two of you are really into each other. And then there's always like a third that's maybe n- not as favored as the, I just can't help but think that like at some point that's, that's how it works. Someone gets a bit like elbowed to the side. I mean, how, how do you, how do you start that? Right. How do you start by saying, actually our relationship is pretty stale for me and I want to introduce somebody else. Well, I think as far as older people doing that you're going to have all kinds of problems i think what's happening now is that this is how young people are entering into relationships and as you know to be honest it's not just young people people are just saying this is the type of relationship i want or i'm okay if we if all three of us are dating or things like that and Mm. i do think there may be a difference in how you entered and then how you know you know, like if you're gonna do it while you're married, then yeah, you're about to have some issues and some divorce papers, probably. From what you've read or from what you've seen, is it, is it, from what you're seeing, is it that people are going, I'm into polyamory, so actually I'm seeing this person and I'm seeing this person, and the person that I'm seeing over here is also seeing that person, and the other person I'm seeing, they're seeing somebody completely different. So it's not like there's a closed, Thruple or foursome, <laughs> yeah, close a closed loop. It can just be like I've split up with them. I'm still with that person. I've met someone else now to replace them. That kind I, of thing. Is it just not sleeping around? I well, I think um, there was a forum Dustin was on, and they were doing that, up, like, okay <laughs> for I research know. purposes. And I was just like, "Do we need to have a talk, dear?" <laughs> but somebody just—it was just like casual about a game. Um, you know, my girlfriend's boyfriend is doing that. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing now. Um, but um, I think there are some closed loop ones. So it was fascinating that one of the travel curators that I follow, um, she has done an amazing job creating these travels around the world. And I've been following her, gosh, almost like 10 years now. And she was just kind of doing a replay of her 2023. And she was like, oh, I was in a And she just casually dropped, I was in a polyamorous relationship. You know, I did this and I was like, okay, so we just dropping it. Yeah. You know, we're just dropping it now. Like, okay. So yeah, I was like, can we go back and get more details? But uh, it does seem like based on the New York Times article for anyone who wants to go read it, 
they said a lot of people came mm-hmm. out of the pandemic just tired of the person they were with or like like i love you but mm, we can't i we need some other energy in this house if we're going to be together mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. i mean it wasn't the sexiest of articles so it was very you know kind of boring but that's what it comes down to people are lonely and they don't want to they want more people in their lives because i guess with working from home we don't have our work connections anymore we don't have our happy hour connections anymore we don't know how to make friends so the easiest way to bring some new people in is to go ahead and add somebody else to your relationship Um, my side theory is that people can't afford to eat so you gotta bring in a third person to help split that check when you go out for dinner (laughs) i mean i can understand that you know totally i mean whether it's to dinner or even just like the general general household, I know. the more people you've got in your little commune i know better. so so dustin was like so when paul comes here i'm like yep like we're gonna be split in three ways easy way to go <laughs> easy for at least for a few days <laughs> but yeah so that seems to be a thing i don't know if this is going to go on it definitely seems uh with younger people just to casually say that this is what i'm doing and nobody blinks an eye we have come a long way in society, Paul. We have come a long way. So I'm just, I'm just looking at this. This is a, a, a survey done by YouGov, mm-hmm. um, which is how Brits feel about polyamory, mm-hmm. right? And this poll here is taken from 2019 through to the 24th of January 2024. So this is like oh, updated is information. Okay. Yeah, okay. And um, 82% of Brits say, uh, no, they would not be open to it, okay? Uh, ah, okay, so they are, are they in a polyamorous relationship? Sorry, uh, the following question, what was the question that was asked? Have you ever been or do you ever think you ever could be in a polyamorous relationship? So this is Brits. So 82% of people say no and they would not be open to it. Uh, 8% say no, but I would be open to it. Um, yes, I currently am is, what's that figure there? Uh, yes, I currently am is, I can't tell. <laughs> Live data reading I can't people. Tell. Live data I know, right? <laughs> I, this is, this is, what I really need to do is like screen share. Oh, here we go. This is what I can do. 1% of Brits feel, uh, oh, say that they currently are in a polyamorous relationship okay. and 1% say that they have been. Um, that's from all adults. Let's have, just have a look at like, oh, okay. I've selected the 18 to 24 oh, category and that that <laughs> has that has risen to really? a good, yeah. So like it's risen for those people who are currently in one, that's risen to 4%. Okay. So that's small, it is, but that's, that's a significant change though. But it's rising. Yeah, it's rising. Let's look at my category, 25 to 49. Oh, 1%. <laughs> we still um, have fi- problems. <laughs> yeah, 50 to 64, definitely not. Uh, let's just actually, let's just have a quick look at gender here. Men. Oh, men in general, 1% of Brits. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2% of... Uh, hang on, men, women. Oh, it doesn't give us the chance to kind of cross 
do the data. Oh, well, never mind. So, yeah, so basically in the UK amongst young people, it it mirrors what you've been saying, that people are more open to it. So I have, so in the world of romance novels, if any of you are into that, so there has been a rise in, they call them reverse harem books. Basically is one woman, multiple men. And sometimes at the end of these books or before the books, you can read the author's reasoning for writing a book like this. And I was also talking to a friend, she writes romance novels. She was like, that is about to, it's about to be a huge thing in the, like this year and going forward. And the reasoning why a lot of people are doing is they said, because they want to show women being loved, (laughs) you know, uh, being loved in these caring relationships and things like that. So, um, is is fascinating that they are seeing that this is an opportunity to have the most amount of love in your life. So by love, did they miss the word making at the end of that or? No, ain't nobody missed the word making love. Okay. So, <laughs> so in the books, multiple men indicates more love. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Just having all the love and protection that you want as a woman. Yeah. Mm. Is that empowering? Do you feel empowered by that particularly? Empowered. I can see how it... If If it was real, I could see how you could be interested in it because you have two people that love the crap out of you right oh okay yeah and okay serve whatever needs you have so yeah it's <laughs> yeah, i mean physically and mentally but yeah uh it's just very interesting that that is like where a lot of people want to go because they feel like they want to get the most amount of love in their life the caring um and even start families start families this way um and of course it depends on what the relationship is like if everybody's into each other or one person is the focus Mm. 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 i'm gonna go down a real rabbit hole you know with data after this conversation (laughs) because the problem with with the yougov if you've ever been on the website it gives you like oh also asked was was this so i'm looking at how brits feel about an open relationship which is almost Uh similar and almost it's different has... but almost oh well is it it is well, I, I would... it is different yeah okay. yeah because sometimes it open that means i can go and have relationships outside of our home with somebody else that's my interpretation whereas if you are in this throuple we are all in this relationship we all live We're together all we in all it make together. decisions yeah well that's why i was asking the question about whether polyamory whether it has to be a closed loop or whether there can just be different relationships, but there's some stability there. And it sounds like the difference is that there's stability yeah, rather than open relationships, just being about like just getting laid with whoever you want. That's how some people interpret it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the relationships are, um, yeah. The future of relationships is going to be interesting. There's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, let me tell you this. This is the final thing that I'm going <laughs> to talk about in terms are, of like you go stuff. You were in the rabbit Brits, hole. <laughs> yeah. How Brits meet their partner. 
um, the the percentage of uh, people who meet their partner through work is nose diving. Oh yeah, I saw they did another. Oh, somebody did a little uh, Facebook poll in this um, girl group that I'm in on Facebook, and like, how did you meet your partner? It was so low on the work scale. It was crazy because before it used to be a lot. Now it's like two percent of the entire group had met their partner at work. Mm. And the top two, and I'm curious if your survey says this in this small group survey I took, uh, was through a friend was like 13%. Yeah. Online was 14%. So it was like neck and neck. And then everything else, you know, doing something fun was low <laughs> on the list. <laughs> or through a yeah. hobby, through work, they were all very low. Yes, yes, that's right. That's that's exactly right. So the top ones here are three mutual friends, three work, through a dating app. Mm. Um, and then the rest, like through family, through a shared hobby, through university or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely the, low. But the Actually, what's higher, what, what's higher than through family or whatever is um, like, in a random situation like in a bar or a cafe or a nightclub or a concert yeah things like that which sure. it makes sense it makes sense but like the three work thing i mean if you're only seeing somebody on a screen if you're working from home then you know you you're not going to force the relationship are you <laughs> yeah that's true that's true different kind of relationship yeah <laughs> okay well that was that was fascinating particularly around the polyamory stuff i, I am going to continue down the rabbit hole um oh, and investigate this further <laughs> yeah <laughs> and judge people i'm gonna need, judge everybody you need help splitting that check when you go out to dinner that's what it is yeah that's true <laughs> that's true i don't want to be paying for it all myself certainly not i know right wouldn't that be better like if it's like four people in a relationship like man we all get a meal for two people and split it four ways that's how you solve it. good idea yeah good idea mm -hmm. you know well as we know from my prepper work you do have to ration these things, so it's probably good practice. And actually, you need people in your close circle of trust. See? So reasons to get in a polyamorous relationship. All right. Uh, are you in a polyamorous relationship, anyone? If you are, we would love to know your story. Do get in touch with Humans Exhaust Me through Instagram, and uh, we'd love to, to share your experience. Or just to hear about it and be nosy. Or hear about it, yeah. In yes. lots of, detail is good, Detail is good because for research purposes, we feel like we wouldn't be able to articulate the story well enough if you didn't give us all of the details. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, a couple of weeks before I see you. So we've got one more episode, I think, if we manage to make it work. Um, uh, so, yeah. So that was fun. I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right. See ya.